You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to things like Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. I, I am Xavier Houston. I'm sitting in for Martin today, and I am joined by Joe Gaither, who's going to be running it from behind the scenes. I hope everybody is having a good Friday morning and will have a blessed rest of the day. How are you doing this morning, Joe? Oh, man, getting woken up, getting ready for a big Friday, trying to uh, see what the weekend's got in store for us. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, got some got some things we're going to get into, but I want to start off this morning by saying uh, Tuscaloosa lost, a, lost a, a good young man yesterday, a, a classmate of mine. Um, Kenneth Groom, he was a police officer in Meridian, Mississippi. He uh, lost his life in the line of duty yesterday. And for those who know uh, the Kroom last name, he is the son and nephew of Kelvin and Sylvester Kroom. Uh, and, you know, Sylvester was his uncle who was the first head coach at Mississippi State. Um, his brother-in-law is Rodney Bivens, the head coach at Central High School. So just want to say a prayer and blessings out to the Kroon family in this tough time and for all of us from here in Tuscaloosa that grew up knowing Ken. It's, uh, it's a sad morning, rough night last night for all of us that grew up with him. So just prayers out to the Kroon family. Uh but uh, to switch to a more uh, more enjoyable note, after a morning light, uh, night last not a uh, night light last night, uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Alabama football. Talk about some recruiting news in the basketball world. But to start it off, I'm going to talk about the Alabama One Aspire Foundation golf tournament yesterday. You have four current players, J.C. Latham, T. 
Tim Smith, Kendall Randolph, Damian George Jr., who were able to come out and be a part of that. Just want to say thank you to those four young men as they took time out of their busy schedules during the summer to do something that is beneficial to the community. Uh, everyone out there said that it was a joy and a pleasure to get to talk to them and get to know them and just see them outside of the football field and the football arena and get to know them a little bit more as people. So thankful to all four of those guys. And from what my dad said yesterday, that uh, they, they're a great representation for the University of Alabama. So just best of luck to those guys throughout the rest of the summer and getting ready for this football season. Xavier, which one of them did uh, Martin Report hit the golf ball the best? He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me that at all. Uh, all right. Well, what, what do you? What, who are you guessing? Which one of the? I mean, because we were very fortunate to have him on on the air, and it was awesome to get him a part of the program and a, and a part of this Alabama One Aspire program. Uh, but we'll, objectively, we we got four big big guys. <laughs> four, you know, four, four linemen uh, uh, on the offensive and defensive line. Who do you think is probably most adept to hit the golf ball? Uh you know they, uh, you know, they all said that they hadn't played before, so it is. <laughs> it'd be kind of funny to see those guys get out there. You know, as you said, these are all big guys. You know, three hundred, you know, pound guys getting out there on the golf course. Uh, I'm going to put my money on Tim Smith. What about you? Oh, I think I, I think Tim Smith or Kendall Randolph would have been my two picks. Uh, Kendall, probably I'll, I'll go with Kendall based on his. Uh, you know, he was always he's kind of a tweener between tight end and left tackle. I guess he's now settled into uh, tackle, but I'll go Kendall Randolph with 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 his athletic family. Uh, is, is isn't he the brother of uh, Levi Randolph, a former Alabama basketball player? So I bet you, uh, I, I bet you, his natural athleticism took over. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Tim. You know, defensive linemen tend to have a little bit more athleticism than your standard offensive linemen. Not saying that those guys aren't great athletes, but that just tends to be how it rocks a little bit. So that's why I'm going to go with Tim. But I'm pretty sure they all had fun getting out there for a, a new experience on that. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, 247 Sports. They have a new list of the top positions uh, for this year, position groups for this year, and two groups from Alabama were able to sneak into the list, and it was the linebacking group and the secondary for Alabama. Uh, and as for linebackers, that's outside and inside, so they're looking at uh, Will Anderson Jr., Dallas Turner, Henry Toto, all those guys. And, of course, the secondary and guys with transfer, Eli Riggs, Kool-Aid, McKintree, uh, Jordan Battle. Uh, out of those two groups, Joe, which do you think is probably going to be the most exciting to watch this year? Well, I think the linebacker is going to be the most exciting because uh, it's going to be that. That's what. That's where – a lot of pass rushes coming in, and obviously we got a lot of love for Will Anderson, and he seems to be taking Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell under under his wing. 
I think the linebackers are going to be the most exciting. Uh, also because Deontay Lawson, we haven't seen him yet, and I think he's probably going to win that other inside linebacker group. I know a lot of people like uh, Jalen Moody uh, for, for, for that for that position, but I think Deontay Lawson will probably take that second inside linebacking position. I think they'll be the most exciting. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Jalen on the inside, man. I, I don't think he comes back. You know, he was in the portal. He had the opportunity to leave and go somewhere else. I just have a feeling him coming back is pretty much means that spot's locked down. Now, I'm excited to see Deontay, you know, probably get on the field a little bit more as a rotational guy. And I think we might see that more uh, because he the skill sets are a little bit different between him and Moody as we're with the two guys you had last year in Christian Harris and who he told to were able to be just pure three down linebackers. Moody might have to come off the field a little bit on those third down passing situations. And I think that's what we'll see Lawson at this year. So I'm, I'm going to keep my money on, uh, on Moody being the second inside linebacker. But then when you look at this secondary, when you look at what they can do, who the, the guys that they have, it's, it's extremely deep. You're talking Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms coming back. You got Eli Riggs transferring in, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and Kyrie Jackson getting some experience at the end of the season last year. You know, they didn't have a great game against Georgia in the national championship, but experience was needed, and they got it. Then you add in guys like a Malachi Moore, and a Brian Branch and, and a Terry and Arnold, who we've seen little of so far. You're talking about a very dynamic group that, and a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions. Who do you see standing out in that group outside of Jordan Battle, and, you know, who we know to be the leader of that secondary group? Yeah, I think to uh, kind of circle back to your last question about most exciting, I, that why you know I think uh, the linebackers are, are going to be the most exciting, but the secondary is going to be the deepest. Uh, golly, they they are loaded at secondary with Kyrie and Kool Aid and Eli Ricks and just uh, in the incoming freshmen that they've got coming in at cornerback. They are loaded at, sa- at safety. Oh, who's going to be? The, be- the most fun player in the secondary to watch outside of Jordan Battle, I'm gonna go. Pro- uh, you know, Kuwait McKinstry just because of you know he's he's got that swag. He's fun to watch. He was he was exciting to watch last year getting on the field. Everybody kind of why isn't he playing more? Why isn't he playing more? And then towards the end of the year, he got in there. Uh, uh, he, he got in there and kind of established himself as a very quality player. Obviously, I uh, can think back to the Auburn game in overtime. He 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 broke up the the pass base the to to set up. Uh, to, to 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 set up the Crimson Tide so I think uh, I think I'll go Kool Aid McKintry. Okay, I like that. I am excited to see what they do with Terry and Arnold, and I know he, he's in that tweener. He he's, he's that Brian Branch Malachi Moore. He can play corner. He can play safety, but I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the field this year, even if it's in just spot situations where where we see guys just getting breathers. I think his athleticism and his range is going to be exciting to watch. But, of course, you can't go wrong with a Kool-Aid or 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 a, uh, an Eli Ricks, which is probably what a lot of fans are excited to see. They, they want to see him get out there on the field and be healthy and get back to that form that he had in his freshman year at LSU. So I think that's an easy one to go with there. Um 
we're going to go ahead and head to break. And on the other side, we're going to come back and talk about any position groups that could potentially end up being one of the top position groups at the position in these in these groups. Uh, I, I'm thinking running back, maybe the line. We'll get into it on the other side. But you're listening to the Martin Houston Show. I'm Xavier Houston. Nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, everything looking pretty good on the roadways this Friday morning. Hope you have a great day. And if you do see conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get a lifetime powertrain warranty on both new and used vehicles at no extra cost. From towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. 365-24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account and only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9 presents Movies in the Park. It all happens at Government Plaza on Saturday nights for free. A family-friendly free event. So be sure to bring your lawn chairs, blankets, and even coolers, but no alcohol. Food trucks will be on site. All brought to you by Pepsi, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, and First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa. This Saturday, June 11th, features the movie Finding Nemo. Okay, first, find your exit, buddy. Yes! Okay, Squirt here will now give you a rundown of proper exiting techniques. For more details and a full movie lineup, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mix of sun and clouds today, the chance of a few showers or thunderstorms, mainly this afternoon or this evening. The high today, 89, tonight's low 67. Tomorrow morning, sunshine, then a chance of widely scattered afternoon storms, the high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I'm Xavier Houston sitting in for Martin this morning. 
Uh, excited to be with you. And if you want to call into the show, this is a free for all Friday. You can call in on the Alabama one hotline at 205-342-9904. Uh, we've got Pat on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Pat? Good morning, X. X. Hey, uh, X, had your daddy one mayor, uh, would he have had any problem uh, going uh, to TDOT uh, in order to have a uh, a big sign put on our new arch bridge welcoming arch to Tuscaloosa this morning. <laughs> I don't think he would have had a problem with that. That'd been pretty good. <laughs> Put it welcoming arch on the arch. <laughs> exactly. But uh hey is it's not probably one of the biggest uh football recruiting weekends, even though um I'm kind of beginning to get like the rest of the folks thinking that, uh, you know, his coming to Tuscaloosa is just part of the recruiting process and not uh, that we have a chance. Uh, although, you know, Coach is a great closer. And, oh, you know, hey, does he come here and actually want to compete uh, to be part of the best? Or does he you know, uh, chicken out and go to Texas. Oh, uh, what do you think? Well, this is how I look at it. Uh, Pat, you remember back in 2017, the 2017 recruiting class, you had Jake Fromm committed to Alabama for a, for a while. And then all of a sudden Tua comes in and commits and Jake decommits and goes to Georgia and, then you have Mac Jones come in and commit. Now, I'm not saying and will never say I, I think Arch Manning is afraid of competi- competition. Uh, that The family that he comes from, I definitely don't think that's the case at all. But you could see a situation where he commits later on in the year to an Alabama and you see potentially Eli Holstein transfer. Or you see a situation where you have two guys like a like a Mac Jones and a Tua Tagovailoa come in in the same class and and compete and go after it and get down. But uh, apparently, from what we've heard, uh, that Alabama is potentially looking at taking two quarterbacks in this class. So I definitely don't think it's completely over with uh, Arch coming to Alabama, but I would be leaning toward him going to Georgia actually over Texas if I had to pick a school for him right now. Yeah, but hey, Georgia doesn't have now. Georgia's loaded with tight ends. Georgia has no, of course, now this is not this year's class. This is next year's class. And Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it, who, wherever he goes, I would imagine that it's going to be oh, wide open in the oh, how do you say receiver class because and and hey, that's the other thing too is that wherever he goes, they're going to want an offensive line that's going to make sure that he does actually have a chance to get to the next level because without. A, a left tackle and a right tackle and a 
extremely good tight end at all. You know, hey, <laughs> he might not make it to the big dance. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. If Arch comes in and, and lives up to the bill, I don't think it really matters about the weapons around him. I think he'll make those guys better. If you look oh, okay. at, at Eli when he was at Ole Miss, you, you couldn't name me any of the other guys that were on that team. Uh, <laughs> now, granted, I can't because I, you know, I was I was a middle schooler when he was playing. But there, there weren't any superstars on that Ole Miss team when he ended up being the number one overall pick. But if you look at Georgia as a freshman, if he can come in and compete and win that job, he's guaranteed to have Brock Bowers. He's guaranteed yeah. to have A.D. Mitchell. Uh, I mean, they, they got some guys uh, uh, that that will help welcome him into the college football world. Uh, as weapons, if he goes to Georgia and wins the job as a true freshman, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you wasn't you wasn't alive. I was in '69, uh, and I was just a young kid too. But oh, uh, but I remember the shootout in Birmingham. His daddy made a mistake not coming to Alabama. I mean, his grandfather made a mistake not coming to Alabama. And uh, hey, we had a fellow that my son's named after Hunter, uh, one Scott Hunter. And um, mm-hmm. it didn't work out too good for Arch that year either. <laughs> and uh, I'm talking about the daddy. Oh, yeah, uh, Mar- the, yeah, the, Pat, the grandpa. I the mean, grandpa. You say he made a mistake, but man, Arch, Arch, Arch Manning, senior. Come on, man. He's had a great. He had a great college career. He had a great. Well, he had a pretty good pro career. Obviously, stuck with the Saints for a lot of the time when they were bad. But man, mis- <laughs> m- mistake. His life is great. His life's amazing. <laughs> but hey, but he could have been. He could have been an SEC champion. Oh, what's yeah. that really matter in the grand scheme of I, things? Arch Manning. Well, come on. It's all about. Like, it's all about kiss the ring, my baby. And, uh, hey, anyway, <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, you know, hey, everybody wants to be a winner. Hey, Arch, you come to Tuscaloosa, you got a chance to be a winner. You don't come to Tuscaloosa, you don't have a chance to be a winner, my baby. Hey, hey, let's go. And uh, anyway, hey, we got Eli. Hey, hey and um, hey, hey, a three-letter word or a three-letter name. We've been doing pretty good with three-letter names. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, it too, and uh, Mac did us pretty right, so I, I wouldn't complain too much. All right, y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for taking my call, uh, X. Hello, right, uh, tell you, Dad. I said, have a great weekend. Bye bye. Have a good one, Pat. So, uh, so, yeah, Arch, Joe, so uh, <laughs> Arch Manning made some mistake by not going to Alabama. Uh, <laughs> I think Arch will be fine wherever he ends up. Uh, he's he's a talented young man and. Uh, he's got he's got a bright future ahead of him, whether it's in crimson tie colors or not. Uh, but no, getting back to the top position group. So two four seven sports said that linebacking core and the secondary are two of the top groups in the country. Now, of course, that means quarterback, running back, wide receivers, offensive linemen, uh, and uh, wide receivers, tight ends, and uh, the defensive line. I think. Alabama's running back group has an opportunity to by far be one of the best in the country, if not the best, if Jason McClellan and Roy Dale Williams come back healthy. Also still having Trey Sanders and a couple true freshmen coming in. 
what do you think about that group being able to propel itself with that addition as well of Jameer Gibbs to one of the top groups in the country? I think you're 100% right there, Xavier. I think that he, the, the running back room is going to be like absurdly loaded. We all talk, we all know that we're hoping for Jace McClellan and Roy, and Roy Del Williams to come back to 100%. Uh, but I, but I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be an uh, an otherworldly talent in that in that backfield, and obviously Emmanuel Henderson with what he did in high school, I think is going to uh, make him make him a, a, a very dangerous weapon. So and and of course Trey Sanders, this is Trey Sanders has now had a uh, full off season of being more uh, of getting more healthy, a full spring of being more healthy. I, I, we we remember uh, some of his ailments that that have caused him to miss time. I mean, missing time uh, missing almost a whole fall fall for his foot injury and then basically missing a whole spring and summer for for the for the car accident. Trey Sanders, we all hope that he can get right back to his uh, his former, you know, his high school self where he proclaimed he was going to win a Heisman. I think that with the with, with you know, no setbacks in the last you know twelve months or so, Trey Sanders might be uh, might be an even bigger contributor than we're even considering. I think the running back room's loaded. Let me let me ask you, Xavier, since you since you read the article or looked at it, did they not uh, or they were, were there no quarterbacks in, uh, no quarterback room mentioned? They did not mention Alabama's quarterback room. I cannot the disrespect of the, of the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Uh, I cannot remember who they went with the number one quarterback room, but no, whichever I, I, room I was they went with shocked, Xavier, I, whichever room they went but, with Xavier didn't have a Heisman Trophy in it. No, no, it didn't. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they went with a room where there was a a guy that is the starter and a guy that transferred in that used to be a starter. So they had two guys with starting experience in the quarterback room. Versus, you we Alabama does have the Heisman Trophy winner, but not a lot of experience behind them is how I remember it playing out. But yeah, yeah, it it, it is interesting. But it you you have a redshirt freshman and a true freshman. So yes, as much weight as Bryce carries, it's not a lot proven behind him yet. There's a lot of talent and potential behind him for sure. But they went with a little bit more proven multi-quarterback room. Well, that's okay. They they, they must have missed the mark. Uh, you can't put Alabama on your whole your whole list, I guess, and call yourself a national a, a national brand like two four seven Sports. They got to they got to cater to the to the other the other colleges as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. No. Uh, also, I think the D-line could potentially work themselves into this. You know, a lot of depth there. Of course, you know, we've talked to Tim Smith, but he gave a lot of props and things to Tim's, uh, to DJ Dale. You look at Byron Young, uh, Justin Boygby, and and the the mammoth incoming freshman. Well, I don't know if we can call him mammoth anymore, man, that he's dropped over 50 pounds, but guys like Jaheim Otis, and uh, uh, Curtis Perry and guys like that that are coming in to be a part of this defensive line. I think off of pure depth, they have an opportunity to be one of the best groups in the country as well. A hundred percent, Xavier. What'd you uh, make of Curtis Lewis's call yesterday? Uh, pretty much, I mean, he's he's had uh, a less than a less than stellar opinion of DJ Dale for a long time. But uh, what's your uh, take on DJ Dale and his outlook of maybe breaking out this year? 
Well, I, I, I want Alabama fans to understand they got spoiled with what that with what that position does at Alabama. When you look at uh, Deron Payne and Quentin Williams, two guys that were both top fifteen picks. Quentin was a top three pick. Uh, though that position, if you go back to pre Deron Payne, it, that guy wasn't a, a stat, you know, a stat guy. That, that guy was was, a, was an eater in the middle. And you you can go back and look at when that guy was that 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 uh, hole stuffer, you know, uh, gap blocker, those middle linebackers at that point in time. You're talking C.J. Mosley, uh, Rolando McClain, uh, Ruben Foster. The numbers that those guys put up, and that's what D.J. Dell is. He he's a throwback. He's not going to get out and be extremely impressive when it comes down to getting sacks or putting up big numbers week to week. He, but he's going to get in the way. He's going to be a, a clog in that middle and let those linebackers run free. I mean, that's what, I think that's the reason why Toto was the first 100-plus tackle guy since we had a guy like that playing in the middle, uh, which was Reuben Foster. And then before that, you, you think you had Mount Cody, Jesse Williams, those were the guys that were playing in the middle before, you know, old school guys who just aren't going to make a ton of plays. The OG Josh Chapman. Up. Uh, Chapman, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like those type of guys, that is that is DJ Dale. I think he's a little more athletic than those guys uh, were, but he very similar style player. So I, that that's my opinion of DJ Dale. I like him. I just I also just am realistic to know that he's not going to be a stat monster. I mean, I, th- I think that he's uh, underrated as a player, and I think he was, it was uh, maybe maybe hampered by some injuries last year. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, see- seeing what he can do. Coach Saban shouted him out a couple of times in the spring for his leadership, and re- really that's almost as valuable as anything on the field as, as far as play. Oh, without a doubt. And, I mean, and that's why he, you know, like I said, that's why you see guys like Tim Smith come in form and get some playing time in certain situations, uh, past situations and things of that nature. But I, I like DJ Dale's game. I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. And you know what? He might come out this year and get four or five sacks, which would be a, a huge number for him, and and just be an absolute monster in the middle. So I, I like him. I can't wait to see what he does uh, for his senior year season at Alabama because I think he could have left this past year and still been a you know third, fourth round draft pick just because of what he's able to do in the middle of that defense. Yeah, for sure. And I mean you talk about leaving, even if he didn't want to head to the NFL he could have prob- he could have easily opted for the transfer portal and opted for a place where uh, he's not having Tim Smith and other defensive linemen breathe down his neck for playing time either. So uh, got to give uh, DJ Dale a lot of credit for sticking with the tide, e- even amongst a, a really talented group of players. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to go ahead and get back to break. Remember, you can call in at the Alabama One Hotline two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. This is a free for all Friday. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service 
experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Tide 100.9 presents Movies in the Park. It all happens at Government Plaza on Saturday nights for free. A family-friendly free event. So be sure to bring your lawn chairs, blankets, and even coolers, but no alcohol. Food trucks will be on site. All brought to you by Pepsi, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, and First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa. This Saturday, June 11th, features the movie Finding Nemo. Okay, first, find your exit, buddy. Yes! Okay, Squirt here will now give you a rundown on proper exiting techniques. For more details and a full movie lineup, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I am Xavier Houston sitting in on this wonderful Friday morning for Martin. Uh, we've got Curtis Lewis on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Curtis? Baby, what about you, fella? How's it going with you? Oh, man, it's going wonderful. How about you? Well, oh, good. You know I had to call you, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was waiting on it. I, I, I know he got through the gauntlet. Now he got to make me call now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on DJ Dale, it's, it's it really isn't a. It's not a question of being spoiled. It's a question of a standard that that you go get to a point where you you expect and that you that's what you want the program to be at, especially at that position. Yeah, we've had good players at that position. Now, we never seem to ever get two or three at one time at that position. I'm not sure why that is, though. But um, 
it is a standard that you look for, and DJ Dilla does not have that standard. Now, and of course, every year, in the last few years, we'll have a good teammate award. That's that guy who gets to play um, significant playing time, even though he should not be in that position. Last year was Slade Bolton. Year before that, um, maybe two years before that, was that McMillan kid at linebacker. Um, and Stabler is always going to reward those guys, guys who've done a good job of being teammates and being done what they're supposed to do with the program. And DJ Dale is that guy this year. He's um, and he's done everything he was asked to do. He's tried to play through injury before, and that's what you want out of a guy. But unfortunately, he just does not bring it on the field. He has a bad habit of getting out of his gaps. He gets out of his gaps more than anybody, and that's one of the things that you just can't do in that position. And I just uh, that's why I just think that Tim we- um, Tim Smith and definitely Burroughs, Definitely Burroughs. I think Burroughs is going to be the guy. I think Smith is going to back him up. I think DJ Dale will probably be the, possibly the third, but I'm thinking maybe even the fourth guy off the bench coming in. Um, and I really think Latham is going to, is going to contribute more than DJ Dale will. I expect to see a lot Jamar, of Latham Jamar this year. Latham. Yeah, Jamari and Latham. I really like that guy's motor. Wow. And if Tim Smith gets his motor up, he could be a difference maker. So I, just, I just got a question for you. Uh, when you say he doesn't live up to the standard, what is your standard for that position? Well, one is you have got to hold the gap. More than anything, you have got to hold your gap. If you don't hold your gap, then it's all pretty much on for nothing. Because mm-hmm. and we, we all know that. If you don't cover what you're supposed to do on your assignment, then nobody else can do their assignment. That's one of the things that kept... Um, Quentin Williams and um, what's the what's the gentleman that just went to the Patriots last year? Uh, more, uh, uh, Christian Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, and that's what kept him off the field because as great a player as he was, he would not stay within his assignment, and he would just get the ad libbing, and that would kill us every single time. And so he didn't but, get on the field as often as he could DJ Dale has been able to stay on the field. And so he has to be at least doing that. And I, like, like I said yesterday, Curtis, remember what I was saying? Uh, we haven't had a middle linebacker with 100-plus tackles since I want to say 2015 was the last year that Alabama had one before this year. Now, if Henry Toto and you don't, Christian Harris had over 80, so you're talking almost 200 tackles between the two middle linebackers. DJ Dale's on the field the majority of the time. Those two guys having that many tackles tells me he's eating up blocks to allow them those guys to roam free and make plays. Well, I think if we look at the amount of time DJ Dale played last year, which would be the only year that we've had Toa Toa, and um, what DJ has played, played the couple years before that time frame, he's played less last year than he's played ever since he's been at Bamboo. And I don't understand it's because of injuries, but I don't think he had as much playing time last year as he had in the previous year. His previous year, he had more playing time than he was getting last year. And I really think that's simply because you got better players out there. But I do think DJ Dell contributed. I'm not saying he can't contribute at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply you saying that. You just don't that think he should be the starter. 
He shouldn't be the starter. No way. I, I really think Burrow should be the starter. I really thought Burrow should have been the starter last year. But I really think Burrow should be the starter. And if Tim gets his motor up, because sometimes Tim seems to take off plays a little bit there. But um, if he gets his motor going like he did in high school, then I really think he's going to be a, an excellent backup and almost to the point where he's going to be 1B to a 1A or Burrow. But I just don't think DJ Dell is up that point yet. And his upper body strength isn't very good. His leg strength isn't very good, which is why he gets blown out of his gap so much. And I was so I was hoping what, that he'd improve so what that. What was it that made DJ Dell, you know, come in, beat out a five-star guy like a, and all that and be on the field? I mean, because one thing Who we've learned, Nick Saban doesn't mind, even if a guy started the year before, Nick Saban doesn't mind pulling the plug and putting in a better player. We've seen him do it multiple times throughout throughout his time in Alabama. And I'm talking about a guy was a starter the year before. And then the Who next year, guy? you got a true freshman coming in, and he's taking over. Or got a transfer coming in, and he's taking over. Well, who was that guy? I don't remember. Who was that guy again? That he beat out? Uh, Ishmael Sofri. Uh, I, Ishmael, I think is how you say his last name. Um, Ishmael what? didn't even get to play. He he never played. He was never a starter. Ishmael, he's going to his third school now. He's, where is that? Southeast Louisiana now? Where did he just transfer mm-hmm. out to? But I mean, but he was a, yeah. he was a five star guy coming out of high school. He earned he yeah. earned that ranking. He might not have well, done anything out. in college, but it's think about it like this: that the guys that are all Americans, first round draft picks in the pros, might not be good pros, but they earned it. They earned that right because of what they did on the field in college. It's no different but, from a five star guy who might not make the cut at the college level. He earned that five star coming out of high school. But that's just the problem. It's not high school, and that's like the problem going to the pros. It's not college. Once you go to that next level, it starts all over. It's a whole different level of competition that. at but, that but point. But those those guys with the higher rankings always get the first nod. I mean, that's just the, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, you get the first nod until you get out there and you get on the field in practice and realize you can't do it. So you didn't really beat him out. That guy was and, just lazy. But DJ it's, Dale it's as a true freshman. Pathetic. Did because he was there was nobody else. We had nobody else. He played by default. That's why that's why he got out there because he played by default. It's not because he beat anybody out. It's because we well, had nobody Tim left. Smith's going into Tim Smith's about to be a junior. Jamil Burroughs Ooh. is about to be a red shirt sophomore. So that's two guys that that you that you're now saying should be playing in front of him that he's held off for at least two years. He didn't. Did you say DJ started last year and held DJ those guys up? Start, DJ? Uh, DJ was the starting nose tackle now, in the three-four base. We didn't run three-four base. He was a starter in the three-four base. How many times did we run three-four base? We didn't run three-four base against anybody other than Auburn, and and we I didn't ran much on we, them. We run three-four base a lot more <laughs> than you think. Now a lot of we teams did not run three four base a lot more even, than I think because I but, watched but the game. We threw a lot, <laughs> even when, even in games where we threw a lot as a freshman, as a sophomore, and as a junior, you'd see DJ Dale out there. Now last year and this year, 
changed a little bit because Will and uh, last year changed a little bit because they would play Will Anderson a little differently, and that and they would bump the uh, boy B and, and uh, or Young inside and play Anderson as a as a pure DN rushing. That changed, but in most situations, if they had a true D lineman inside D lineman in, it was DJ Dale. You got to go back and watch the film again. I guarantee you, this time when you see the, the play of them last year, and when you watch the team this year, DJ Dill will get less playing time than he's gotten since he's been at the University of Alabama by far. Burroughs will get more playing time than anybody at that position, and then Tim Smith will probably get more playing time than DJ Dale. DJ Dale will come in afterwards, and as the season goes along, as people like, um, Latham gets more play, gets more experience. DJ Dell's role would diminish even more. DJ Dell is not a D one guy for Alabama by any way, shape, or form. You're, you're, He's been a D one guy for for three years, Curtis. He was three a D one guy because of default, baby. Default. He wasn't there because he was great. He was there because of default. You had nobody else to put in there. And you got guys, he's going to be on the same chopping block as anybody else would be that's trying to play behind, play behind Burroughs or anybody Nick else in that category. He's not going to play a guy by Yes, default. he will. He's he done that with McMillan. He's done it with McMillan. He's done it with Slade Folden. He's done it several times. Ever since he's been there, Dick Saban has done that. He will play guys who have done good things in the locker room and just not as talented as the guys on the field. When you play a guy, just because he's a good teammate. Nick really? Saban what was Mac Miller? Mac Miller, Slade Bolden. You think those guys uh, playing because of that talent? McMillan, well, no. McMillan never and you started. you the one that said Slade Bolden should have been. He's going to get drafted. Curtis, Did I not tell you Slade Bolden wouldn't get Curtis. drafted? Did I not tell you McMillan wouldn't get drafted? You're the Curtis, one that I, these guys I, McMillan get drafted. never started. McMillan was McMillan going to be the didn't starter start in, 20, because he had no in 2019 and he tore his ACL. Yeah, and, and you were saying that when he came year. back, one of the great things about McMillan was going to be that his experience, but you can't count experience because you've just been there. Experience means nothing if you're not on the field. But his experience would get him into the starting role and we'd be a stronger middle linebacking group. Those are your words. And I told you I, then. Well, That's no, not no, going to no. happen. <laughs> Curtis, I wasn't on the show then. I wasn't on the show you then. Were, you was on there with your dad. I wasn't on the show, Curtis. I'm telling you. You popped on. I'm telling you, you popped on. Yes, you did. And said, and <laughs> said, that was McMillan you. was going to be a starter. <laughs> that McMillan was going to be one of the reasons. Yeah, that McMillan was going to start beside who he got hurt. Um, was this before he got hurt? No, no, it wasn't before. This was after when he was coming back. We were going to have Moses and McMillan was going to be the starters. That's what In y'all, y'all take or 2019. Whenever McMillan got back into the lineup. This is after his injury now. This ain't before his injury. This is after his injury. Dude, Nobody ever me. thought McMillan would be a starter. Other than couldn't have been me. a couple of people. Okay, well, it's that one hey, you. Curtis, I will, but you I, I will own it. I, I will own the slave holding tape. I will own the slave holding tape. I, I thought he I thought he would get drafted just because of what you see New England like to do late in the draft. You did because you thought because Slade Bow was a slow white guy you, with you marginal miss, hands. He was playing for New England, and that's not the you, case. You miss some. You miss some. But yeah, I, you miss some. And you missing this one. 
You're missing again. D.J. Dale is not going to be an effective player for Alabama this year. He will play. Don't get me wrong. He will play. But as the year goes along, his playing time will diminish. And as the year goes along, you will see to the point where D.J. Dale is not able to hold his gap. He's never been able to hold the gap. He doesn't hold the gap this year. He doesn't have the strength. No strength okay. at all. But, but we appreciate you, Jerry. Man, you have a good show now. <laughs> yeah, have a good one too, Curtis. I'm still gonna put my money on DJ, but I got love for you, man. Have a good one. All right, we'll go ahead and get the break and get ready to come back and close it out on this wonderful Friday. We're gonna talk, finish it out with a little basketball recruiting and a little news that the Lakers might be making a play for a former Alabama basketball player. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. This is Jabari Pruitt from WVUA 23 News and the Town Square News Center. Authorities are investigating an alleged Brookwood carjacking. It happened yesterday morning between 3.30 a.m. and 4 a.m. around exit 86 in Brookwood. The driver of the vehicle was not injured. Authorities say a man who tried to enter a Gaston Elementary School where a summer program was being held was shot to death by police. Police say the man went to several doors trying to enter Walnut Park Elementary School, 34 children were inside. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The Chamber of Commerce of West Alabama will host the annual Celebrate Local event at the Tuscaloosa River Market Tuesday, June 21st from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. The event is free and open to the public, featuring dozens of retailers and vendors from across West Alabama. Celebrate Local Local showcases a wide range of products and services. Attendees can shop for a variety of items, including clothing, jewelry, home decor, art, gifts, and more. Several restaurants will also be on hand to offer samples of their most popular entrees. Presented by Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, Celebrate Local is a great way to learn more about what our local community has to offer as it encourages people to think local first. For more info, visit WestAlabamaChamber.com. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
All right, welcome back into the last fourth quarter of the Martin Houston show. Uh, Gonna go ahead and wrap this up with a little Alabama basketball news. Alabama has landed their first recruit of the 2023 class for Nate Oates and the basketball team, and that is six foot eight forward Sam Walters out of Florida. He's the number 94 overall recruit. Seems to be a good fit for the system and a good start to build off of the number five class in 2022. Any thoughts about him, Joe? Well, I think that uh, I mean six foot eight guy. I think he's look, look looks like a wing shooter. Looks like a guy who can uh, handle the basketball as well. I I, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a good fit for the for the tide. He talked about uh, a lot of the reasons the why he decided to commit and and join and uh, join so so you know at this time was because of how he feels like he's going to fit in. Apparently or allegedly, uh, he and his high school team has Nate Oates' picture up on the wall in their locker room because they they try to play his same. Style, so uh, I think it's going to be a good fit, and we'll see. You know, I think he said he's going to be uh, he said he's going to be helping to recruit the rest of the class. So I think it's a great get. Awesome, awesome. And you dropped some dropped some news on me that the Los Angeles Lakers are potentially interested in former Alabama guard Colin Sexton. Yeah, it's just in rumor phase at the moment, uh, but but it, we we kind of have seen the the Cleveland Cavaliers get less, you know, the, soften on Colin Sexton over the last year or two, year or so, and he he had an injury this past season. I can't was it a shoulder injury? I think he had an injury this past season that caused him. I think to, it was a knee. Yes, that caused him to miss some time. And he's still a great and talented player. Get him out of Cleveland. Get him on a team where a lot more eyes will be on him. And I think I, th- I think more people will re- realize his talent and his greatness. Yeah, I think he'd be an interesting fit in LA right now. When you look at who they got, uh, if you get if you're trying to bring him in, you're, you're most likely going to have to get rid of Russell Westbrook and and see how he works with uh, a LeBron James going into year 20, which just sounds absolutely crazy for a kid that grew up watching and Anthony Davis. But uh, to to touch on some things outside of Alabama, who do you have tonight in the finals game? Are you, are you going Boston? Can Golden State tie it up? I think it's going to be uh, Golden State tying it up tonight. Uh, their championship pedigree just uh, is not going to let them fall down three to one. I am going Boston again. I just don't know if if Steph getting banged up in game uh, three and Draymond damn, been able to get in Draymond's head. Yeah, I'm not too sure if uh, they can handle it because Draymond is been doing a lot of talking so it'll be interesting to see but i definitely think with the defense that the boston celtics bring i think they'll be able to take this to 3-1 and go into a potential closeout game at the beginning of next week but i just want to go ahead and close the show out and thank everyone for tuning in to the martin houston show i'm xavier houston with exit no sports it was a pleasure sitting in today running the show Uh, With the help of Joe Gaither Pressing all the right buttons Y'all have a great weekend God bless It's us